0: julia hartley brewer podcast ruthless
2: but fair julia hartley brewer
0: comprehensive coverage of all the new stories that matter to you harder older hartley brewer the julia hartley brewer podcast from talk radio
1: Welcome back to the show. I'm Julia hartley Brewer, and you are with Talk TV. Now, ministers, we're told, are drawing up plans to fast-track the appeals of 700 wrongly convicted sub-postmasters caught up in the Post Office Horizon scandal. Many are saying, though, they're only acting because it's been on the telly in that brilliant ITV drama, Mr Bates versus the Post Office. Well, we're going to be talking to former Postal Affairs Minister uh, Paul Scully in a few moments. turns out there are hundreds of these people. Um, But uh, uh, joining me right now, though, is someone who's one of the many people, uh, massive, affected, whose family has been massively affected by this outrageous scandal. He's Varchas Patel. He's the son of a post office scandal victim and campaigner. Uh, Varchas, thank you so much for joining us.
2: No, thank, thank you for having me.
1: Re- really appreciate you joining us. Now, your, your father, Vipin, who's, who's now seventy, uh, he was the village, you know, uh, postmaster, postmaster um, presumably, you know, a highly respected member of the local community. Everyone knew who he was. You know, you can't get the job as a postmaster unless you've been, you know, CRB'd, criminal checked. You have to be someone of high standing, morality, and integrity. We know this, which is why yeah. you think the post office might have questioned when all these people started thieving. Apparently, wouldn't you? Um, but he was charged with stealing seventy-five thousand pounds from the post office, convicted of fraud, uh, a suspended prison sentence uh, of eighteen weeks handed to him in 2011. Tell us how that affected him, your mom, and the rest of the family.
2: Um, so it it affected our father tre- uh, tremendously. During uh, during the uh, suspension uh, time period, uh, there was anarchy in the village. Um, sh- shall we say, rumors started to spread. Uh, a number of people start- started to become very horrible uh, towards my father. <clears throat> from racism to the uh death threats on one occasion there was um wanted dead or alive posters circulated um of my father portraying him as a post office uh, post office robber um th- there was a four-foot cross they built um a bit taller than my father with my father's name on it to say rest in peace vipin they were having um uh parish council parish council meetings at the material time to block our business driveway and to also block our private driveway. Es- essentially, the locals wanted to run my father out sounds of like the a, village.
1: It Sounds like a campaign of hate against him. So basically, people believed him. You know, he, he was a man they trusted, and now they're thinking, oh, he's just a he's just a common garden thief. He's been robbing yeah. the money, and, and they wanted him out. The impact of that on a family... Would be huge. Even if he were guilty, he was not guilty. He was he was a victim of this horrific uh, Fujitsu run Horizon computer and of the frankly vindictiveness we've seen from the Post Office. So, so what impact did that have on on him?
2: On him, his physical health is shattered, as you, um, as you can see from the pictures. He's disabled. Um, he walks with crutches. He's got a heart condition. Uh, amongst other health conditions as well. Uh, his his health will never, ever improve now. It's only going to get worse. Um, he was bedridden for a number of months, and on one occasion he was so numb he couldn't even get out of bed. He was yeah. that numb.
1: Um, the thing is, it, it is devastating to be accused of something like this and have other people believe it, and you can't prove your innocence. I don't think... I think a lot of people really didn't, didn't realise that the, the human impact until they did see this drama on ITV, which I think, I think it really did, it really did sort of explain it. I mean, one of the scenes where, um, as a postmistress, where she, you know, stabs herself, you know, these were real things that happened. Four people we know did actually take their own lives. And, and some what of you think, well, why would you take your own life over something like that? Because your whole life has been destroyed. People lost their home, their businesses, their homes, their livelihoods marriages broke
2: up um my father uh, co- contemplated suicide on two occasions unfortunately and he only told me after his conviction was quashed um and it was even hard for him to even um co- uh, uh, confess that to me uh what did that what did
1: that make you feel like
2: horrible i literally wanted to sh- shed tears um you know, my father didn't even show me the picture of the uh, the cross they put out on the village green for 13 years um until until last year um which which said rest in peace vipin because he knew how upset and angry i would get um he kept all this from me because one he didn't want me to worry and to become emotional or angry um but the fact that he and so many others—I mean, literally hundreds and thousands—went through this turmoil. Um, in the one hand, they're getting it in the neck from the post office. On the other, there, um, in a lot of cases that I've heard, uh, locals were up in arms. Yeah, um, I mean, that, that's were-
1: inexcusable. I mean, that's just vindictive, nasty behaviour from those people. But again, the post office could have stopped that uh, from happening by not, not not bringing these cases in the first place. Well, <laughs> No, carry on.
2: Actually, uh, Sorry, can I just add one point, and this is very crucial, and this is also evidence-based. After post office prosecuted my father, post office led the narrative in the village via the local parish council. And I've got damning emails, uh, should I ever go to court, that the post office, not, not only after the wrongful prosecution of my father, but they made the local parish council believe my father was a pariah and he was a really, really well. Wow. They watch.
1: they added insult to injury. They really yeah. did. So look, let's talk about what happens now. We know that, you know, the Prime Minister says it's an absolute miscarriage of justice is on the case. We know that there are lots of MPs who were trying to fight this for a long time. We know that there were, um, and that's made very clear in the, in, in the, in the TV series. But, we, you know, we know there are lots of other people who are trying to do things now, perhaps, you know, late, late to late to this e- e- event. But it's, you know, it's now caught the public imagination. People understand it, the, pu- the, the personal impact it's had on you and other families. Um, what do you actually want to happen now? But you know, is it is it enough that there is some sort of mass exoneration? What sort of compensation are we looking at? Because we're told, you know, it was, a, you know 100, was it you know one hundred was it one hundred and fifty one million pounds being paid out so far? I've worked it out the number of people who got it. It's fifty. It's basically fifty grand per person. 50 grand doesn't touch the size that i mean that's that's nonsense i mean that is that's not compensation people's lives and livelihoods people have been destroyed they've lost their homes i mean that doesn't i mean that's like you know add a couple of zeros is what i would suggest at that point what do they, you want to happen
2: they've lost their homes they've lost their business they've lost their uh, income their reputation their health in some cases um now I'm quite lucky my father didn't commit suicide yeah, thank God. but imagine losing yeah. a parent you know mm. how can you compensate for that so yeah. now going back to your question what I would like for um the government uh the government to do now I believe there there should be a mass exoneration I don't know how they will work out because th- there are various legal technicalities mm. um into are uh, doing this uh um, Mr. Hollandrake, the the business minister, did say they are they are consulting with senior judges. Mm-hmm. So I hope to see another eight hundred convictions overturned in one swoop. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to compensation, and this is e- equally important, fifty thousand pound per person, or one hundred and sixty three thousand uh, pound as an interim uh, for the overturned convictions group, uh, which my father is in. And by the way, my my dad hasn't even received it. An interim payment, yeah. they're classing him as a so called public interest case. My view on this is regardless of what scheme you're in, give them all each rather than 600,000 pounds full and final, yeah. Right? Give them all 600,000 pounds each as interim because, in most cases, um, and this was discussed in parliament early last year by a DBT lawyer and a Labour MP most cases, in their view, are in the region of, of about 1 million. Yeah.
1: Let so, them get so on with just, their lives. Yeah, make it a blanket thing. That's. There's always an excuse, isn't it? Are you Are you frustrated that it's taken so long? Because if the government does have the power for this mass exoneration, if they do have the power to speed up this, this compensation, they could have done that last year, year before, year before, yeah. year before. There's no new information in this ITV It's just more of us know about it now. They've known about it all these years. Do you think they should have acted sooner?
2: um um, the biggest question for me is why did they fight alan bates and core you know why did why why was our post office funded to fight mr bates and core because if it because if we had lost and my father was part of the 555 if we had lost the public at mass would not know about this this would just be swept underneath the carpet it's disgusting
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, can I ask you finally just about Paula Vennels? She was the chief executive. I think a lot of us perhaps would have thought, oh, well, someone, they wouldn't have been dealing with this. It It's made very clear from the document. I keep saying documentary, but it is virtually, isn't it, um, the, the yeah. Mr Bates versus the Post Office uh, uh, series, that she was heavily involved. I mean, heavily involved. It was at the board level. It wasn't a, I had no idea case. She got a CBE. Uh, she was chief executive for, for, from 2012 to 2019, at the height of when this was all coming to light. Should she be stripped of her CVE? Should she hand it back herself?
2: Definitely. And if I can, well, I think she should hand it back herself. Uh, If not, I'm very hopeful it will be taken from her. Um, But it's not just Paula Venles. There are others involved, such as internal post office lawyers. Uh, I watch the inquiry every time it's on. Um, two of my father's investigators, one of my father's investigators, um, I now have evidence, he was, uh, telling other postmasters, you are the only one. So if that, this yeah. investigator told my father, uh, uh, Mr. Patel, you are the only one. And the same yeah. investigator told another person he or she should be, um, yeah. uh, in the firing line too. And another investigator of my dad, um that investigator the name keeps keeps popping up at the in the exactly
1: we can't just focus on one person i completely agree with yes. you on that um Virchis, thank you so much for talking to us uh, it, it's just appalling what happened to your family uh and i'm so so sorry do send our best to your uh, to your, to your father uh, vipin and and the rest of your family and i hope we'll speak to you again and i hope it will be in, Happier circumstances. Uh, and I you hope that do. happens very, very soon. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Before we talk to the former Postal Affairs Minister, a quick word from you, um, uh, Tom uh, Slater, who's joining us uh, all this morning in the studio. I mean, it, there's no excuse for the behaviour of people in the local village, you know, but just mm-hmm. the, you know, erecting a cross and the rumours or wanted dead or alive post are death threats because of this. No, this is all on the post office. It is. It's all on them completely. And I think because why wouldn't people think that something terrible has gone wrong? This is something that they're supposedly bound to rights to. And in this case, they've actually been prosecuted. This is not just the case that the post office was making o- open kind of accusations that a case was ongoing. People were dragged through the courts. They were convicted of these things. In this gentleman's case, he later had that quash. But nevertheless, that's, um, as you say, there's no justification for the kind of Vindictive mob like behavior that seems yeah. to be going on in that particular village, but it happens in a context of them yeah. actually supposedly being banged yeah. to rights. And, and it's interesting, as, as uh, Vajra said, actually, you know, the, the post office, you know, they were actually telling the local council, mm. you know, oh, this guy's definitely, you know, he's a wrong one, you know. Anyway, look, let's uh, talk about this right now with Paul Scully. He's a Conservative MP, he was also a postal affairs minister uh, between 2020 and 2022. Uh, good morning to you, Paul.
0: Morning to you, Julia. Uh,
1: thanks for joining us. I mean, I have to say, I think we're all pretty surprised in the list last week to discover that there were postal affairs ministers. Um, a lot of people sort of pointing the finger at various ones like, you know, Ed Davey, when he was in the job uh, years back, you know, why didn't why didn't he take action when he was written to by Alan Bates, the subject of this ITV drama? Um, we've now got the, the, the current uh, postal affairs minister, uh, Kevin Hollenrake, who's actually, we told, you know, has actually been on the case and is really trying to get things going. Do you... Do you think that you owe these 700 wrongly convicted sub-postmasters uh, and mistresses, do you owe them an apology?
0: I think a lot of people owe them an apology. I um, was uh, Postal Affairs Minister back in February 2020, so after the court case that you saw in the uh, the drama there. So I had seen the wrongdoing. There's hundreds of pages of that, that Justice Fraser. So what I had to do then was to say, to people that were telling me we don't need to do anything more because the court case has happened. There's loads more to do. Let's have an inquiry. I set up the inquiry. Let's start the compensation going. As Vajra said, and I've been uh, uh, on Twitter with him, exchanging messages over the last couple of years, totally my heart goes out to him and his family, um, that there's so much more needs to be done. These people have been failed by politicians, by the post office, by lots of people in authority. What they need now are not words. They need action. They need that compensation. They need convictions. But that's the frustrating for those thing,
1: because you know, as, as brilliant as this drama was and bringing it to life for most of us, you know, all this information. You knew this information. You know, every, this information was all freely available. Maybe Ed Davey didn't all that far back, but again, he didn't bother making the proper inquiries. Civil servants who told post office ministers again and again and again, "Oh no, it's not a problem. What the post office is doing is just fine." Again, I want some of their heads to roll. The civil servants' heads never roll. Um, you know, for. So you go down the line. I mean, let's start from the very top, though. I mean, Paula Vennells, the former chief exec, if she doesn't do the right thing and hand her CB back, it should be taken away, shouldn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Agree. She, she should have the wherewithal uh, and awareness to self-awareness to actually hand the thing back after all of this. Uh, but yes, I would absolutely support the Forfeiture Committee uh, looking at that. I think that will probably, if that does come to the committee having to do with it, I think it'll probably be at the end of the inquiry when she's given her evidence. Everyone's given their evidence. And so when Sir Wynne Williams, the retired judge, has said, right, well, this is deliberations, this is who know wh- who knew where. But I'll just say, Julia, this isn't we haven't not been doing anything for the last, last couple of years. This has just come to the public's mind and some more parliamentarians. Yesterday you saw a full chamber. We talked about this very thing just before Christmas when the chamber was less than half full. Now, that's just, this that, is a human on, that's story. And that, all that drama did, Other that, than that, PMQs, that,
1: that is the norm. Look, you know, sometimes it takes you know, the media to get involved. And again, a lot of people criticising yeah. the newspapers. They've been writing about this for 15 years um, you know, and, and pushing it, and lots of backbench MPs of all parties pushing it as well. And all credit to all, all of those people. Um, in terms of what happens now, though, again, you, OK, there's an inquiry. These things take years. Um, you know, the, even the mass exoneration of these people, even if they can do that, we hope they can, Again, could have been done years ago. Why is it? The question we're asking our audience today is, you know, why does it take an ITV drama about the post office scandal for our politicians to act? Why don't they act sooner? Why don't people do the right thing sooner? No, I
0: just uh, take issue with the fact that it's politicians acting because uh, we have been acting over the last couple of years. And I'm not blaming anybody for... Suddenly, taking an interest in it in terms of the public and We've even other other MPs. Enough. That's just, well. Look, it's it, it is really complicated. And if I had my time again, I would have taken c- control of the compensation scheme, rolled it out myself within government rather than allowing the post office to do it. But there were Can always. Say, it's cannot, a bit
1: obvious that the post office shouldn't be rolling out the scheme, isn't it? I mean, that's, well, kind, no, of, the, that's kind of you know sanity one hundred and one, isn't it?
0: No, but you, look you, first of all, you had a situation where you've got uh people that have why the convictions are really important is you cannot compensate a convicted in inverted commerce criminal so yeah, and by, the way, and by the way by the way, who brought that
1: in it. oh oh, a conservative government in 2014 they changed the law to make it almost impossible for people wrongly convicted and imprisoned to gain compensation
0: yeah, and this is joined oh, up, so up government this is the whole point I mean, about, well about needing joint no this is but this is the whole point about about needing join up government. what I tried to do over right, the last when I was Uh, two years Postal Affairs Minister, was to try and join up and triangulate this stuff because otherwise people are working in silos and exactly this kind of thing happens. Post office were working in silos. They weren't getting enough challenge. No one was speaking to the other side about it. So you end up with exact... So I totally agree with you that we need to look at it in a rounded way. Get the compensation, uh, the convictions done, then you compensate them. Mm -hmm. The people that are really actually suffering, disadvantaged, are the 555 people who blew the case open with Alan Bates because they already had, in inverted commas, full and final settlement. Mm. So government have had to step into a court case. I had to find the money from Treasury to underwrite this yeah. again, it's not—it wasn't joined but, up at all. Again,
1: it should be Fujitsu and the Post Office funding all of this. Although we're the main show, share, well, only shareholder in the Post Office, but it seems to me the faulty computer is, is has been the main issue all along. Um, really good to talk to you, Paul Scully. I, I, I appreciate your sort of your mere culpa, though, and I know you did—you did work along on this for, for for the time you were in office as a former uh, Postal uh, Affairs Minister. Thank you for that. The
0: Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless, but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the new stories that matter to you. Harder,
1: older. Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. From Talk Radio.